ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد So today then we are on Surah Al-Shams. So here then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَالشَّمْسِ وَضُحَاهَا وَالْقَمَرِ إِذَا تَلَاهَا وَالنَّهَارِ إِذَا جَلَّاهَا وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَاهَا وَالسَّمَاءِ وَمَا بَنَاهَا وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا طَحَاهَا وَنَفْسٍ وَمَا سَوَّاهَا فَأَلْهَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا Here Allah said the meaning of which is by the sun and its brightness by the moon as it follows it and by the day as it shows up the sun's brightness and by the night as it conceals it by the heaven and him who built it and by the earth and him who spread it, and by nafs, Adam or a person or a soul, and him who perfected him in proportion. Then he showed him what is wrong for him and what is right for him. Indeed, He succeeds who purifies his own self and indeed he fails who corrupts his own self. Thamud denied their prophet through their transgression by rejecting true faith when the most wicked man among them went forth to kill the she-camel. But the messenger of Allah, Salih salam, said to them, Be cautious, fear the evil end. That is the she-camel of Allah, and bar it not from having its drink. Then they denied him and they killed it. So their Lord destroyed them because of their sin and made them equal in destruction. And he, Allah, feared not the consequences thereof. So just like the other chapters, here at the start, you see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath by several things. Initially, وَالشَّمْسِ وَضُحَاهَا By the sun 
and its brightness. Aqsama Allah Ta'ala bishamsi wa duhaha wa huwa dhu'uha lima fi thalika min al-ayat al-azimah ad-dallah ala kamal qudrati Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala wa kamal ilmihi wa rahmatih. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took an oath by the sun and by its brightness. And that is because the sun and its light, within that it becomes apparent all of the great and tremendous signs of Allah. And his perfection in knowledge and his complete and perfect mercy, all of that becomes evident in the light of the sun, in the brightness of the sun. When you see everything, you see all of the signs of Allah, you see the perfection, you see the mercy of Allah. You witness and see all of that in the light of the sun. فَإِنَّ فِي هَذِهِ الشَّمْسِ مِنَ الْآيَاتِ مَا لَا يُدْرِكُهُ بَعْضُ النَّاسِ فَإِذَا طَلَعَتِ الشَّمْسِ فَكَمْ تَوَفَّرَ عَلَى الْعَالَمِ مِنْ طَاقَةِ قِهْرَبَائِيَّةِ تَوَفَّرَ آلَافَ الْمَلَائِينَ لأنهم يستغنون بها عن هذه الطاقة. So the Sheikh says there are certain signs of Allah within this sun, the sun itself. There are certain signs of Allah within it that some people may not perceive, they may not grasp. Comprehend. So for example, when the sun comes up, the Sheikh mentions how much power, electrical power is saved. Meaning when the sun is not there, it's night time to get light, then it requires the electrical power everywhere to, to uh, 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 light up the streets and the street lamps and the homes. All of that electrical power needed everywhere to light things up. But the sun comes up and not a single light is needed. All of that saved by the brightness and the light of the sun itself. And also, كَمْ يَحْصُلْ لِلْأَرْضِ مِنْ حَرَارَتِهَا مِنْ نَضْجِ الثِّمَارِ وَطِيبِ الْأَشْجَارِ مَا لَا يَعْلَمُهُ إِلَّا اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ and how much of the heat and the warmth of the sun it is experienced upon this earth and the fruits they ripen and the trees they blossom upon their goodness and there are many affairs that nobody knows except Allah وَيَحْصُلُ فِيهَا فوائد كثيرة لا أستطيع أن أعدها الشيخ الثمين he says there are many benefits from the sun 
just this one item, the sun. So many benefits come from that, the Shaykh says. I cannot possibly count and list all of the benefits for you that arise from the sun. لِأَنَّ غَالِبَهَا يَتَعَلَّقُ فِي عِلْمِ الْفِلْقِ وَعِلْمِ الْأَرْضِ وَالْجِلُوجِيَةِ لَكِنَّهَا مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ الْعَظِيمَةِ The majority of those types of signs, they are connected to the affairs of astronomy or astrology, meaning the sun and the stars and the moon and the, and, uh, the way that they move. Much of the signs of Allah are connected to that in that affair of the sun. And also in terms of geology, how the sun, it affects the earth and how things occur by the heat and the lack of it. So many different things occur which are all from the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you look at those kinds of things, geology and geography, and how it works with the sun and the rain and the the way that everything comes together and the cycles that work, there are amazing signs in the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then after that also Allah takes an oath by the moon. وَالْقَمَرِ إِذَا تَلَاهَا And by the moon when it follows it. Meaning the sun goes and then the moon comes for the night. And by the moon as it follows it. وَقِيلَ So one of the meanings of the moon following the sun is that of course when the day finishes the sun goes and the moon follows on and comes next. The other meaning, قِيل إِذَا تَلَاهَا فِي الْإِضَاءَةِ That the moon follows the sun in enlightening. Even the moon on a full moon night gives off a lot of light during the night. مَا دَامَتِ الْآيَةِ تَحْتَمِلْ هَذَا وَهَذَا فَإِنَّ الْقَاعِدَ فِي عِلْمِ التَّفْسِيرِ أَنَّ الْآيَةَ إِذَا احْتَمَلَتْ مَعْنَيَيْنِ لا تعارض بينهما وجب الأخذ بهما جميعا. So both meanings are possible. That the moon follows the sun literally. The sun goes and then the moon comes. So that could be the meaning of and by the moon as it follows. And the second meaning could be by the moon as it follows the sun in its light. The sun gives off the light and then the moon also provides light during the night. So both of those are possible meanings and the principle in tafsir is if there are two possible meanings, both of them are valid, neither of them contradict the other, then you accept and take both of those meanings. Because by taking both of the meanings, then there is a more expansive understanding to the ayah. By taking both of those meanings that are legitimate and they do not contradict each other. فَنَقُولِ إِذَا تَلَاهَا فِي السَّيْرِ لِأَنَّ الْقَمَرَ يَتَأَخَّرُ كُلَّ يَوْمِ عَنِ الشَّمْسِ فَبَيْنَمَا تَجِدُهُ فِي أَوَّلِ شَهْرِ قَرِيبًا مِنْهَا فِي الْمَغْرِبِ إِذَا هُوَا فِي نِصْفِ الشَّهْرِ أَبْعِدْ مَا يَكُونُ عَنْهَا فِي الْمَشْرِقِ لِأَنَّهُ يَتَأَخَّرْ كُلَّ يَوْمِ أَوْ إِذَا تَلَاهَا فِي الْإِضَاءَةِ 
لأنها إذا غابت بدأ ضوء القمر لا سيما في الربع الثاني إلى نهاية الربع الثالث فإن ضوء القمر يكون بينا واضحا So we can say in that case regarding the ayah and by the moon as it follows the sun one meaning can be that it follows the sun physically in the movement the sun disappears and then the moon it comes and the moon is always following the sun and uh, depending on the time of the month you will see the moon closer or further away because it, it, it becomes delayed and further back every day as the month passes and the second meaning can be that it follows the sun in terms of the light that it provides because when the sun disappears and sets then the moon begins or arises and some light emanates from the moon and in particular the sheikh says in the latter stages of the month then there is a clear light of the moon that can be seen يعني اذا مضى سبعه ايام الى ان يبقى سبعه ايام يكون الضوء قويا that when seven days have gone of the month and seven days are left, meaning the middle 14. The middle 14 days of the month, the middle two weeks of the month is where you see the greatest amount of light because that is when the moon is stronger and bigger during those middle times of the month. وَأَمَّا فِي سَبْعَةِ الْأُولَى وَالْأَخِيرَةِ فَهُوَ ضَعِيفٌ But in the first week, when it starts as a crescent, it is small and the light is small then. And in the last stage of the month when it becomes small again the moon, the light is small again, it is weak. وَعَلَى كُلِّ حَالٍ فَإِنَّ إِضَاءَةَ الْقَمَرِ لَا تَكُونُ إِلَّا بَعْدَ ذَهَابِ ضَوْءِ الشَّمْسِ كَمَا هُوَ ظَاهِرٌ But as we know that the light of the moon does not appear until the light of the sun disappears. The moon only becomes bright and illuminated after dark, it's not bright and illuminated when the sun is visible and the light is in the day. فَأَقْسَمَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى بِالشَّمْسِ لِأَنَّهَا آيَةُ النَّهَارِ وَبِالْقَمَرِ لِأَنَّهُ آيَةُ اللَّيْلِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took an oath by the sun because it is the sign of the day and by the moon because it is the sign of the night. Then after that, وَالنَّهَارِ إِذَا جَلَّاهَا By the day as it shows up, the sun's brightness. وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَاهَا And by the night as it conceals the sun's brightness, the sun. So the next two ayat, they are... Together, they are linked in a way. First ayah is saying, by the day, by the day as it shows up the light of the sun. And then by the night as it conceals the sun. So these two ayat, mutaqabilat, when nahar, by the day, إِذَا جَلَّاهَا When it makes it apparent, the light of the sun becomes apparent. إِذَا جَلَّ الْأَرْضَ وَبَيَّنَهَا وَوَضَّحَهَا 
when the light of the sun makes apparent everything upon the earth, the earth and everything on it is visible and clear in the light of the sun. لأنه نهار تتبين به الأشياء وتتضح because it is daytime and in the daytime everything is clear and visible. But then in the night, والليل إذا يوشاها and by the night as it conceals the sun. إذ يغطي الأرض حتى يكون كالعباءة المفروشة على شيء من الأشياء. That the night it comes and then conceals everything in darkness. Just like if you had a piece of cloth and you throw it over something and it covers that thing up, covers what is underneath it with that cloth on top, then it's like that. The night it comes and covers everything up in its darkness. وَهَذَا يَتَّضِحُ جَلِيًّا فِيمَا إِذَا غَابَتِ الشَّمْسِ وَأَنْتَ فِي الطَّائِرَةِ تجد أن الأرض سوداء تحتك لأنك أنت الآن تشاهد الشمس لارتفاعك لكن الأرض التي تحتك حيث غربت عليها الشمس تجدها سوداء كأنها مغطاة بعباءة سوداء وهذا معنى قوله والليل إذا يوشاها The Sheikh said one of the examples of where this becomes very clear is if you are in an aeroplane. When you're in an aeroplane and it gets to the night time, it gets to the sunset time, then you will see below you, directly below it is now darkness. Whereas you can still see in the distance from above, the sun setting. In the distance you may still see light, but when you look down now, below it has now become all dark and black. You can still see the sun in the distance because of how elevated you are, how high you are. You see the sun in the distance, the orange sky, but down below now, night time has fallen, Maghrib time has occurred in that area where you are looking at now below you. You see the darkness covering that area. And so this is the meaning of وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَاهَا By the night that covers, envelops, conceals everything. Then after that, وَالسَّمَاءِ وَمَا بَنَاهَا By the heaven and by the heaven and him who built it. And then there's the next ayah that goes with this one. They come in pairs. The next ayah goes with this one. وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا طَحَاهَا And by the earth and him who spread it. By the heaven and him who built it. And by the earth and him who spread it. So those two are comparable or opposites together. السماء والأرض متقابلات والسماء وما بناها قال المفسرون إن ما هنا مصدرية أي والسماء وبناؤها 
Some of the scholars of tafsir, they said that the ma here was sama'i wa ma banaha. That the ma is masdariya. In Arabic, that basically means that it is the equivalent of the verbal noun, I think they call it in English. The verbal noun, maybe they call it the masdar, which is the word that indicates the action, but without indicating the fi'il or fa'il. Normally, a verb in Arabic, the fi'il, tells you three things. The fi'il, like for example, daraba. Daraba, it tells you the action. The action is to hit, for example. It tells you the fa'il. Daraba, the fa'il is Damir mustatir taqdiruhu huwa. If you say darabat, hiya. Darabu, hum. Tells you the fa'il. And it also tells you the time. So daraba, fa'il madi. Yadribu, mudari'a. So the verb tells you the action. It tells you the fa'il. And it tells you the time. Past tense, present tense. Where is it? When? But the masdar only tells you one thing. The action. The masdar, darbun or darban. Hitting, beating. The action of beating, the action of hitting. But who did the action of hitting or beating? We don't know. When did they do the action of hitting or beating? We don't know. We just know the action. So here, that's what they say. The ma is a ma masdariya. So it's like saying, by the heaven and its building. Meaning the, how it was built. The, the action of it being built by Allah. By the heaven and its building. لِأَنَّ السَّمَاءَ عَظِيمَةَ بِرْتِفَاعِهَا وَسِعَتِهَا وَقُوَّتِهَا because the, the skies, the heavens, that is a great and tremendous thing in its elevation, how high it is, and in its expanse, how large it is, and in its strength. And other than that, from the great signs of Allah within it. And also the way that it's been built, it has been built upon absolute precision and fortification. There is no weakness in the way that the heavens have been built. There is no flaw. It has been built upon perfection and strength. And there are ayat in the Qur'an, other ayat in other sections that highlight... The strength of the building of the heavens. And the same with the earth. And by the earth and its spreading. The way that the earth has been spread. So the earth that has been made moderate in its ground, it is not solid, and neither is it too soft. 
so that you cannot be stable upon it. The earth has been made in that middle way, neither solid, neither soft, but a middle type of ground. بَلْ هِيَ مُنَاسِبَةً So the earth, the ground, is very appropriate for the creation and what is needed by the creation upon it. وَهَذَا مِن نِعْمَةِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى عَلَى عِبَادِهِ أَنْ سَوَّى لَهُمُ الْأَرْضَ وَجَعَلَهَا بَيْنَ الْلِيِّنِ وَالْخُشُونَ إِلَّا فِي مَوَاضِعِ لكن هذا, <coughs> لكن هذا القليل لا يحكم به على الكثير So the earth has been made upon that uh, middle kind of uh, 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 substance that it is neither too solid, neither too soft Except in certain places, there may be some exceptions in certain areas where it is solid and in certain areas where it is soft. But overall, the way that the earth has been made is upon that middle way in order that the creation can benefit from it and their needs can be fulfilled within it. Then after that, وَنَفْسٍ وَمَا سَوَّاهَا and by the nafs, and the nafs could be Adam, it could be a person or a soul. Nafs huna wa in kanat wahida lakin al-murad al-umum. So this is a generalized meaning. Even though it's a singular word used, it indicates all, in a generalized sense, all of the uh, people and their souls. So, كُلُّ نَفْسِ Every soul. وَمَا سَوَّاهَا And him who perfected the person in proportion. يَعْنِ سَوَّاهَا خِلْقَةً وَسَوَّاهَا فِطْرَةً That Allah has made the proportions of mankind, their creation upon that perfection upon that proportionate and good uh, uh, method. And on top of that, that Allah has made their innate nature, their natural disposition, the fitrah, their internal recognition to be upon the natural state of tawheed and upon goodness. سَوَّاهَا خِلْقَةً حَيْثُ خَلَقَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ عَلَى الْوَجْهِ الَّذِي يُنَاسِبُ وَيُنَاسِبُ حَالُهُ That Allah created everything, every item in the manner that is befitting and suitable for that item in its scenario. Every creature made in the way that is appropriate to its scenario. Everything created and made in a way appropriate to their context. And the second thing, كَذَلِكَ سَوَّاهُ فِطْرَةً وَلَا سِيَّمَ الْبَشَرُ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ جَعَلَ فِطْرَةَهُمْ هِيَ الْإِخْلَاصُ وَالتَّوْحِيدِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the natural disposition in us, the innate nature to be upon tawheed. Because the people of innovation, Ahlul Bid'ah, they say that when Allah created mankind, that mankind did not know 
who to worship, what is their Lord, they didn't know anything. They had to examine and analyze and work out, ah, we have to worship Allah. And that is false. Rather, mankind were created knowing in their hearts of their Creator and their Lord. As it is mentioned in the hadith in Al-Bukhari, كَانَ بَيْنَ آدَمْ وَنُوحِ عَلَيْهِمَ السَّلَامِ عَشْرَةَ قُرُونَ كُلُّهُمْ عَلَى التَّوْحِيدِ Between Adam and Nuh, the first ten generations of people, it says in the narration there were ten generations and all of them were upon Tawheed. And in the other narration, كُلُّ مَوْلُودٍ يُولَدُ عَلَى الْفِطْرَةِ ثُمَّ أَبَوَاهُ يُهَوِّدَانِهِ يَوْنَصْرَانِهِ يَوْمَجِّسَانِهِ that every newborn is born upon the innate nature, the natural disposition. Then his parents will make him a Christian or a Jew or a, or a Masian. But every child is born upon the natural disposition. Then after that, فَأَلْهَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا Then he showed him, Allah then showed them, what is wrong for them and what is right for them. Allah then showed this soul, every soul, what is wrong for him and what is right for him. بَدَأَ بِالْفُجُورِ قَبْلَ التَّقْوَى مَعَ أَنَّ التَّقْوَى لَا شَكَّ أَفْضَلِ قَالُوا مُرَاعَاتًا لِفَوَاصِلِ الْآيَاتِ Notice in the ayah where it says, then Allah showed every soul what is wrong and what is right. What is more virtuous, the wrong or the right? The right. So in the ayah though, it says Allah showed him the wrong and the right. The wrong is mentioned first. Some of the scholars, they examined this and they considered this as to why. Why would Allah mention the wrong first than the right? When we know that the right is the virtuous one. And some of the scholars, they said perhaps it is to do with the manner that the ayat are, uh, uh, the way that they are positioned and how the sounds of the ayat are, that it matches in the style of the ayat of this particular chapter. Maybe that is the reason why. So then, fujuraha wa taqawaha, that Allah showed them, Showed it what is wrong and what is right. Al-fujur huwa ma yuqabilu taqwa So fujur, the wrong, is what is contrary to taqwa, piety and righteousness. Wa-taqwa ta'atullah. Taqwa is worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wal-fujur ma'asiyatullah. And the fujur is sinning against Allah. فَكُلُّ عَاصٍ فَهُوَ فَاجِرٍ So every sinner is a fajir. Because fujur, it is sinning. So a sinner is a fajir. Meaning a sinner, a wrongdoer. وَإِن كَانَ الْفَاجِرِ وَإِن كَانَ الْفَاجِرِ خُصَّ عُرْفًا بِأَنَّهُ مَنْ لَيْسَ بِعَفِيفٍ لَكِنْ هُوَ شَرْعًا يَعُمُّ كُلَّ مَنْ خَرَجَ عَنْ طَاعَةِ اللَّهِ uh, in the in the norms of the people and in the recognition of the people in their language, it is often used the fajr, the one who is not chaste, the one who is not chaste. They often say that is the fajr, 
But in reality, the term can be used in a widespread general way for all sinners. So Islamically, it is every type of sin, every type of action where you go outside of the obedience to Allah, then it is fujur. وَإِلْهَامُهَا تَقْوَاهَا هُوَ الْمُوَافِقُ لِلْفِطْرَةِ لِأَنَّ الْفُجُورِ خَارِجٌ عَنِ الْفِطْرَةِ So the fact that Allah showed them the righteousness, that righteousness is in line with their natural disposition. Your natural disposition, the fitrah, is to be upon tawheed and worship of Allah. So when Allah guided them, guided them to taqwa, that is in line with their natural disposition. And then it mentions after that, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا Indeed, he succeeds the one who purifies his own self. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ أَيْ فَازَ بِالْمَطْلُوبِ وَنَجَى مِنَ الْمَرْهُوبِ That the person who is successful in achieving what is desired and being distant and away from what is feared, the successful one is the one مَنْ زَكَّاهَ The one who purifies his own self. أَيْ مَنْ زَكَّى نَفْسَهُ وَلَيْسَ الْمُرَادُ بِالتَّزْكِيَةِ هنا التزكية المنهي عنها في قوله في قوله فلا تزكوا أنفسكم the meaning here من زكاها that they are successful the ones who purify themselves who do tazkiya of themselves but the meaning of this tazkiya here is not like in the other ayah where Allah said فلا تزكوا أنفسكم and do not give yourself recommendations. Do not recommend yourselves and raise yourselves. That is not the meaning of the tazkiyah in this particular ayah. Al-muradu bi-tazkiyah huna an yuzakkiyah nafsahu bi-ikhlasiha min al-shirki wa shawaib al-ma'asi. The meaning of the tazkiyah in this ayah is that you purify yourself with sincerity to Allah and the abandonment of shirk and all types of sins that may enter into that. Until the soul is then pure and cleansed upon purity. And then Allah tells us, وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا And indeed, he fails, the one who corrupts himself. So the one who is successful is the one who purifies himself with obedience and tawheed. And the one who fails is the one who corrupts himself through sinning and disobedience and shirk. أَيْمَنْ أَأَمَنْ أَرْدَاهَا فِي الْمَهَالِكِ وَالْمَعَاصِي وَهَذَا يَحْتَاجُ إِلَى دُعَاءِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى أَنْ يَثْبُتَ الْإِنسَانِ عَلَى طَاعَتِهِ This is uh, the one who falls into sinning and wrongdoing. And so a person is in need of asking Allah 
that Allah makes that person remain firm upon his obedience. وَعَلَى الْقَوْلِ الثَّابِتِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ And that a person remains upon the upright statement, the truth and iman in this world and the afterlife. فَعَلَيْكَ دَائِمًا أَن تَسْأَلَ اللَّهَ الثَّبَاتِ وَالْعِلْمَ النَّافِعُ الْعَمَلَ الصَّالِحِ So you must always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for uprightness and being firm upon the religion and for right, for a beneficial knowledge, for beneficial knowledge and righteous actions. As Allah said, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِي إِذَا دَعَانِ فَلِيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلِيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ That if they ask you, my servants ask you about me, then indeed I am close and I answer the dua of the one who calls upon me. So let them answer to me and believe in me, and perhaps they will be rightly guided. Then in the final section of this surah, it mentions, كَذَّبَتْ ثَمُودُ بِطَغْوَاهَا Thamud, the people, they denied their prophet through their transgression. And when the wicked, most wicked man among them went forth to kill the she-camel. Ah, we'll come to that. So, كَذَّبَتْ ثَمُود ثَمُود إِسْمُ وَنَبِيُّهُمْ صَالِحِ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ Thamud is the name of a tribe. And the prophet who was sent to them, to that clan, to that tribe, to, their, to that people, was Salih. Salih alayhi salam was the prophet sent to them. وَدِيَارُهُمْ فِي الْحَجَرِ مَعْرُوفَ فِي طَرِيقِ النَّاسِ And their homes were... Uh, carved into the rocks, into the mountain sides. Carved into the rocks, into the mountain sides. And that is known, they are well known, those places. That group of people, they belied and they rejected their Prophet Salih. وَنَبِيُّهُمْ صَالِحِ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ كَغَيْرِهِ مِنَ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ يَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَى عِبَادَةِ اللَّهِ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ And their Prophet Salih was just like all of the other Prophets. He called them to the worship of Allah alone without ascribing any partners. Uh, and there are examples of that in the Quran. كَمَا قَالَ تَعَالَى وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَاعْبُدُونَ That we did not send any messenger before you except that we inspired to him that there is none worthy of worship in truth except I, so worship me. فَدَعَاهُمْ إِلَىٰ عِبَادَةِ اللَّهِ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَأَعْطَاهُ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ آيَةً تَدُلُّ عَلَى نُبُوَّتِهِ وَهِيَ النَّاقَةُ الْعَظِيمَةِ الَّتِي تَشْرَبُ مِنَ الْبِئْرِ يَوْمًا وَتَسْقِيهِمْ لَبَنًا فِي الْيَوْمِ الثَّانِي So this Prophet Salih, alayhi salatu wassalam, he was given a sign to show the truthfulness of his prophethood to them. He was given a tremendous she-camel, that would drink from the well one day, 
and then would provide them milk on the second day, on the next day. وَقَدْ قَالَ بَعْضُ الْعُلَمَاءِ إِنَّهُ كُلَّمَا جَاءَ إِنسَانٌ وَأَعْطَاهَا مِنَ الْمَاءِ بِقَدْرِ أَعْطَتْهُ مِنَ اللَّبَنِ نَعْ أَعْطَاهَا مِنَ الْمَاءِ بِقَدْرِ أَعْطَتْهُ مِنَ اللَّبَنِ بِقَدْرِهِ that some of the scholars said whenever a person would go to that camel and give it a certain amount of water, the camel would give back, produce a certain, same certain amount of milk back. That if a certain amount of water was given, the camel would produce that same amount of milk back for the person. لكن الذي يظهر من القرآن خلاف ذلك. But the Shaykh says what is apparent from the ayat of the Quran that it wasn't specific like that. Uh, so it's mentioned in the Quran, "Anaqatu tashrabu min al-bi'ri yawman thumma tadur 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 al-laban fi al-yawm al-thani." That the she camel would drink the water on one day and then produce the milk for those who milked it the next day. وَلَكِنْ لَمْ تَنْفَعْهُمْ هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ However, this great sign that Allah had sent with the Prophet Salih did not benefit them. And instead it mentions, كَذَّبَتْ ثَمُودُ بِطَغْوَاهَا The people of Thamud, they denied their Prophet. أَيْ بِطُغْيَانِهَا وَعُتُوِّهَا وَالْبَاءَ هُنَا لِلسَّبَبِيَّةِ أَيْ بِسَبَبِ كَوْنِهَا طَاغِيَةِ كَذَّبَتَ الرَّسُولِ so they denied and they, they belied their Prophet and they transgressed against their Prophet. So because of their uh, uh, transgression, because of their transgression, they denied and rejected their Messenger. But then it mentions, That when the most wicked man among them went forth from their tribe, the most wicked man went to even kill the camel. So one of them, the worst of them, went hastily. So the most miserable of them, the worst of them from Thamud even went to kill the camel. فَقَالَ لَهُمْ رَسُولُهُمْ صَالِحِ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامِ But then the messenger said to them, فَقَالَ لَهُمْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ نَاقَةَ اللَّهِ وَسُقِيَاهَا But the messenger of Allah, Salih alayhi salam, said to them, be cautious, fear the evil end, meaning, that is the she-camel of Allah. Do not harm it and stop it from having its drink. Meaning, leave alone the camel of Allah. As it mentions in the other ayat, Leave it to eat in the land of Allah. يعني أترك الناقة لا تقتلوها ولا تتعرضوا لها بسوء Meaning they were told, leave the camel and don't do anything to it. But in the end it was not as such. They denied him and they killed it. 
They denied and they rejected Salih, their prophet, and they killed it. They said to him, إِنَّكَ لَسْتَ بِرَسُولٍ They said, you're not a messenger. وَهَكَذَا كُلُّ الرُّسُلُ أَلَّذِينَ أُرْسِلُوا إِلَىٰ أَقْوَامِهِمْ يَصُمُّهُمْ أَقْوَامُهُمْ بِالْعِيبِ يَصِمُهُمْ أَقْوَامُهُمْ بِالْعِيبِ So all of the messengers who were sent, then their people, they would describe them, attribute to them evil. All of those mushrikun at the different times when the prophets and messengers were sent to them, they would attribute to the prophets and messengers evil attributions, evil descriptions. They would say that these are sahir or majnoon, a magician or a madman. All of the messengers, it was said about them from those mushrikun that this person is either a magician or a madman. Just as it was said about the messenger, they would say about him, إِنَّهُ سَاحِرْ He's a magician. كَذَّاب A liar, excessive liar. مجنون, a madman. شاعر, just a poet. كاهن a fortune teller or a soothsayer. But these evil names and titles that the people of evil give to the prophets and messengers, then it does not harm them. Rather, they are elevated even higher with Allah. وَإِذَا احْتَسَبُوا الْأَجْرَ أُثِيبُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ And if they are patient seeking the reward from Allah, then they are rewarded upon that. So Allah tells us, فَعَقَرُوهَا يَعْنِ ذَبَحُوا أَنَّاقَةَ عَقْرًا حَصَرَ بِهِ الْهَلَاكِ So they, they slaughtered that camel and the camel died from that. So then it mentions in the ayah, فَدَمْدَمَ عَلَيْهِمْ رَبُّهُمْ بِذَنْبِهِمْ فَسَوَّاهَا that their Lord destroyed them because of their sin and made them equal in destruction. Meaning all of the people, the rich, the poor, the strong, the weak, all of them were destroyed. يعني أطبقا فدمدم عليهم ربهم أي أطبقا عليهم فأهلكهم كما تقول دمدمت البئر أي أطبقت عليها التراب so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused all of them to be destroyed. And it's like the shaykh gives an example, if you have a well and it collapses in on itself. The well collapses in on itself and it's all flattened and destroyed. Then in this way or in this kind of example, they were all destroyed. بِذَنْبِهِمْ أَيْ بِسَبَبِ ذُنُوبِهِمْ لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى لَا يَظْلِمُ النَّاسَ شَيْءٌ وَلَكِنَ النَّاسَ أَنفُسَهُمْ يَظْلِمُونَ But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not oppress anyone. They were punished because of their oppression, their transgression rather. Because of their transgression and their sinning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dealt with them as they were. فَالذُّنُوبِ سَبَبٌ لِلْهَلَاكِ وَالدَّمَارِ وَالْفَسَادِ كما قال تعالى ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيدي الناس that the corruption has occurred Allah said the corruption has occurred upon the land and the sea because of what the hands of the people have earned for themselves because of what the hands of the people have earned for themselves 
And then Allah says that they may taste some of what they have done so that perhaps they will return. Uh, and there are other examples of this type of punishment occurring. So Allah tells us that they were destroyed because of their sin. فَسَوَّاهَا That they were all uh, 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 destroyed in equal measure. They were all destroyed in equal measure. يعني عمها بالهلاك حتى لم يبقى منهم أحد وأصبحوا في ديارهم جاثمين that all of them were destroyed not a single one of them was left and then as Allah says at the end ولا يخاف عقباها that Allah is not fearful of the consequences thereof يعني أن الله لا يخاف من عاقبة هؤلاء الذين عذبهم ولا يخاف من تبعتهم لأن له الملك وبيده كل شيء بخلاف غيره من الملوك لو انتصروا على غيرهم أو عاقبوا غيرهم تجدهم في خوف يخشون أن تكون الكرة عليهم That Allah is not of any fear regarding the consequences of those people who were destroyed or of any of the progeny or people who come thereafter Whereas kings now in this world and leaders they may punish a people but then they always have to look Behind their back, examining and checking in case somebody comes for revenge. In case others, they come to attack them. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no fear of any consequence. أَمَّا اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَخَافُ عُقْبَاهَا لَا يَخَافُ عَاقِبَةَ مَنْ عَذَّبَهُمْ لِأَنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى لَهُ الْمُلْكُ كُلُّهُ وَالْحَمْدُ كُلُّهُ فَسُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى مَا عَظَمُهُ وَمَا أَجَلَّ سُلْطَانَهُ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not fear their consequence, the consequence of punishing them. Because Allah has the control of all of the dominion, all of the kingdom and all of the praises for him. And so he is the greatest and most high and most elevated without any fault or deficiency whatsoever. And his authority is indeed the greatest and most tremendous. And so that is where this particular chapter ends, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath by all of those multiple things at the beginning in pairs, and then tells us briefly regarding Thamud and what happened with the camel, and that they killed the camel despite being warned. And so then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them all with a generalized destruction upon them. That is where we'll end for today then. And inshallah ta'ala we'll start with the next chapter next time. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.